Welcome to this episode of Adventures on the Road. I'm Shane, your host, and I'm excited to announce that we are now proudly partnering with the fabulous and well-known Australian RV magazine, On the Road, to bring you even more exciting places, stays and events while you camp and caravan around Australia. So stay tuned for more news there. Now let's get on the road with our first guest, Adele from Caravanning with Kids. Good morning, Adele. Good morning, Shane. How are you? I'm well. And yourself? Yeah, really good, thank you. That's good. Now, tell me a little bit about you and your journey. Okay, when it comes to caravanning with kids, uh, it's quite interesting. About five years ago, uh, we were towing the van to Port Punka in Victoria, um, which is a beautiful part of the state. And I was spe- uh, speaking with my husband about a travel journal that we sort of had thought about developing and and designing and yeah it was kind of just went from that and we kind of went let's do it and we needed a platform and caravanning with kids was available we had the van on the back we had the kids in the back of the car so why not call it that and yeah fast forward sort of we're just celebrating our official fourth birthday at the moment and it's yeah it's been an incredible journey excellent okay what are some key pointers that uh, you would think for traveling with families well, caravanning is so unique. Like we've, we used to be sort of five-star luxury travellers. We'd go overseas to Bali and Thailand and we did a lot of that sort of adventure travelling uh, when the kids were, were a lot younger and we started to realise that the kids weren't getting as much out of it as what we had hoped and we weren't really connecting as a family as much as we had hoped for either. And it was when we were staying at a holiday park and we were watching um, our eldest you know, run around like a you know, headless chicken, having such a great time on the jumping pillow and on the, you know, in the, we were playing mini golf and we were just having such a great time. Uh, we came home from one of those holidays and just went, how do we do this more often? How do we reconnect as a family and how do we get out and enjoy the outdoors and this amazing country that we live in? And my husband said, let's get a caravan. And I'm like, what? It stayed in cabins. So the idea of actually towing a caravan kind of had never crossed my mind. And uh, it was the best thing that we ever did. And so obviously now we can, you know, the caravan's always packed and you'll often see us outside the school on a Friday afternoon picking up the kids to just to get away. And being able to do that and have your house on the back of the car when you've got kids is just such a cruisy way of travelling. It's just because everything's there. So when you, you pull up on the side of the road, just, oh, I'll just jump into the kitchen and make us a sandwich. <laughs> so it's very, very convenient. And that time in the outdoors and in nature and, you know, without the hustle and bustle of work and, and the city life or wherever you're living, it just, yeah, it's, in, it's an incredible feeling. And it's very hard to explain to those people that don't caravan. So <laughs> prior to this, if anyone had said to me, oh, do you want to go camping? I have never been camping and my husband had never been camping. We didn't grow up in families that camped. So it was such a remote idea. And then, yeah, once we started doing it, it was like, oh, that's what they're talking about. That's how fantastic so it is. Would, a simple yes or no answer to this question, would it be fairly true to say that you're now a convert? <laughs> yes. Very true, Shane. Very true. And those those people that have, like, know us as a family and, um, have have obviously followed um, some of our big adventures. Uh, they definitely can see a change in, I don't know. I guess the enjoyment side of family life as well. It's 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 it is very difficult to explain. But obviously, we're all about with the company now. We're all about promoting this 
um, amazing industry and this amazing lifestyle that people can get involved in. And and what we've seen over the years with the amount of families now jumping in a caravan uh, and touring the country, it's it's phenomenal. Like the numbers that we're seeing now is just, it blows my mind just in the last five years. It's incredible. So I've got to ask on behalf of all the kids out there, do you <laughs> ever not tell your kids that you're going to be picking them up from school on a Friday afternoon with the van on the back and just turn up with it? <laughs> We've done that. How did it go? <laughs> and Oh, it was fantastic. We love surprising our girls and we'll often do that if we, you know, if we take them to a show or um, like we took them to the football in Melbourne a couple of weekends ago and did a trip down there and we didn't tell them until we got there. So we love surprising them. But yeah, we've had the van out the side of the school and um, they love getting called to the office. It must just be a kid thing. Like they love hearing their names on the PA, I guess. Uh, so we had them called to the office with their bags and of course they would have thought, oh no, what's happened? Is, what have we done? You know, what have we done? And then we put out. <laughs> Yeah, what have we done? Are we in trouble? <laughs> but no, there's the van and <laughs> off we go. I mean, we live in – so we're in regional Victoria. Um, so we're north of Shepparton in a little little country town to, called Numerka. And within a two-hour radius of us, we will never see it all. Like there is just so much to see and do in our area. Um, and that's what we kind of look at, that's that circular radius of about two hours where on a Friday afternoon we can get out there and get there by dinner and we're all set up and we're ready to go to spend a couple of nights. Uh, but, you know, we're right close to the Murray, so there's some incredible free camping up there on the Murray that we just, yeah, it's we love. We love that. Even in winter we still caravan, which as we head into the chilly chilly weather down here in Victoria, um, we get a lot of questions about winter caravanning, and it's like, why not? You know, just take a few extra clothes and just rub oh, it up. You, like you a campfire just in the took the two words that I love the most, the campfire. There's nothing like sitting out oh. with a campfire going. The kids are toasting the marshmallows. You're toasting a marshmallow and dipping it in your Baileys before you pop it in your mouth. It's just, <laughs> it's just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, good friends of ours took us out to the river uh, only a couple of weekends ago and we did a, a hangy, like a, a, we did oh. a roast in the ground, which we'd never done before. And that was so, the girls absolutely loved that. Like it was a weird concept for them. They're like, what? We're cooking, what? We're cooking the lamb in the ground. What, you're digging a hole and it's going to cook? We're burying it? What's like, going on? <laughs> <laughs> We're burying it? Yeah, so we'd never done that before and it was so exciting. And, the, oh, my gosh, it turned out absolutely perfect. But, yeah, the girls were fascinated with, you know, with how that, you know, making it, creating our own oven in the ground was, yeah, it was bizarre. It was, yeah, yeah so I much think that's fun. one of the great things about this lifestyle of, of caravanning and camping is that it, it, it just opens your eyes and it gives you such enjoyment uh, that you can all be part of and share together. Oh yeah, it's it, it it very much so connected us as a family, and I'm not saying we were. I mean, we weren't disconnected to the point of you know our family no. was going to you know separate or anything like that. But we were very we're both business owners, and so for us, life can get very busy, and it did get to a point where we're like you know we're not spending quality time with the girls, and we really needed to make some changes to do that. And for us that was what the caravan did. So the caravan wasn't an expense or anything like that for us. It was definitely an investment in our, into our family. And, and that's what we promote with other families when they're on the fence. Do I get a caravan? Do I buy one? So I don't look at it as an, as an expense. Look at it as an investment because what you will get out of that, those adventures and those experiences are far outweigh um, the cost. And now with the van market being 
the family van market being, you know, so high at the moment, you, you'll be able to sell it for, you know, pretty much nearly the same price. So you're not going to lose anything by by investing into no, a caravan it's, it's, at all. No, it's probably one of the best investments I think you can ever, ever make, um, not just from uh, a financial point of view, but the richness you get back um, to, to yourself, yeah. to your partners, to your children. It, it's just quite incredible, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and it's it's... And I, it's funny, I need to be able to find the words to be able to explain it properly to friends that don't camp or caravan. Uh, so I'm still struggling to find those words. And the only thing that I can really do is actually take them out, like take them with us and, you know, and, and show them what it's all about. Because that feeling when you set up and you get your camping chair out and put your feet up and crack a beer, uh, like it's just yeah, it it's unreal. <laughs> it is. And like you said, uh, even even where we you are. You can only you only have to go for a two hour drive, and there's so much to see and do. Yeah. Well, friends of ours took us to a new spot on the Murray at Yulapna Island, and I could not believe how beautiful it was. And they they've camped their whole lives up here, so they've got so much knowledge and so much experience. And yeah, the, the places that they were showing us, I'm like, are you serious? This is like 25 minutes from our home and there's just this amazing beaches on the Murray, uh, all free camps as well, which would just oh, blew our minds. It was just like, oh, this is so amazing. 25 minutes from home. You're making me jealous, Adele. Uh, <laughs> okay. So with Caravaning for Kids, you, you've obviously you've got a website and yeah. I, I noticed that people can sign up uh, to get a newsletter. What do they get in the newsletter? Yeah, so we have a newsletter and we also have a digital magazine. So in, we send out a newsletter like usually about twice a month um, and that has any sort of tips and news and places to stay, things to do. Uh, we focus on real stories from real families. So we have a really large community of uh, big lappers, so people that are lapping Australia and doing their, you know, their lap of Oz, who we support and encourage and share their stories. And that's been going now since 2016. Uh, interesting that in 2016 we had, I think, 10, I think, inquiries about our ambassador program, and then this year we had to cut it off at 500. 500. Kept coming. Yeah, so that's incredible. But our website, so we've got the Caravanning with Kids website, which is where most of the content is on, and um, a lot of families get a lot out of that, and that's also got our shop where we've got over 120 uh, products on there. So we've got our own Australian-made products, our journals and our caravan logbooks and our pegless clotheslines. And then we've got a whole bunch of other different caravanning, you know, inspired gifts and unique products that are Australian-designed and very popular across the caravanning community. And we display those at the caravan shows, like especially here in Victoria. Although we did do, we did do a caravan show in Perth this year, which was an amazing um, experience. And, yeah, all of our products, award-winning products, and the, and the families love them. And then we put all of that content into a digital magazine and into our newsletters uh, just to make it easily accessible to the caravanning families. And then we also have a Facebook group called Aussie Big Lappers. So I think we've got about 15,000 in that group. So we share a lot of um, different tips and ideas and, and stories and have a bit of a laugh across there as well. So, yeah, lots of information. I also noticed on your website that you've got a page where you can download uh, things for the kids to colour in and find a word yep. and all that sort of thing. So the, the, there's free stuff there that they can just download as they're travelling around. Yeah, so they're free printables that we've got on there, some old-school games because we're old, so things like Battleship Come and on, you're not that old. And... <laughs> I, we have met, remember. I know you're not that old. <laughs> oh, we have. I know. I love you. <laughs> 
lucky. <laughs> but no, those activities, you'll find those activities in the back of our travel journal, which our travel journal is our most popular item, and that's where it all started. So that's a it's a travel journal that's designed for all types of travel. So we also have uh, travellingwithkids.com.au, which is another platform, uh, and also caravanning with pets. So these are just different platforms that have a little bit of different information focused on those groups. So our, our journals, because they're designed for all types of travel, so whether you're cruising or travelling overseas, um, we have the Travelling with Kids platform as well. But predominantly they are lappers and caravanners that enjoy our journals. Now some hard questions for you. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> some safety tips travelling with kids. Yeah. So one of my biggest things with with, uh, with the kids and my biggest fear I guess comes from the remote areas that we've been to so as an example like Kings Canyon the rim walk now there are no barricades there so there's no you know did you could just walk off this cliff and you know keep you know obviously you would end um so that kind of got to me a little bit a few years ago and I, I got a little bit panicky and my husband's going they'll be fine they'll be fine I'm like you know what they're kids. Kids still need to be kept an eye on. Uh, so, and it's the same thing around water as well. I think there are a lot of parents out there that kind of get a little bit um, uh, flippant when it comes to water safety, uh, and we're very big advocates of of, of playing safe around water, uh, whether that's a swimming pool in a caravan park, or whether you're down at the river, or whether you're in a lake or whatever. But you know, water is one of the most dangerous things when it comes to uh, kids. And educating the kids about, you know, learning how to read uh, the rips and and learning all that kind of stuff about the ocean, especially, uh, is is really important. So we've got a, a lot of information on our website to help when it comes to that, uh, the safety side of that, and then also being aware. But it's starting at a very young age. It's it's educating them at a very young age that you don't walk behind, you know, a reversing car and that car safety, the caravan safety, and then obviously the nature safety as well when it comes to snakes. And there's just so much that you, you know, that sometimes as adults you take it for granted. You don't even think about it because, it, you know, it's natural for you. But with the kids, they just kind of need a little bit of a helping hand. So we make sure that, you know, with safety especially, um, that we're on top of it without – being sort of helicopter parents or, you know, smothering them with, with you know, rules. Uh, we just try and educate them so they're aware and then obviously then that flows on. Our girls are older now, so Kate's nearly eight and Ashley just turned 11. So uh, we definitely have turned that corner of, the, you know, them trying to run and jump off a cliff. <laughs> it's really enhancing their, their life skills, isn't it? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. And they are like anybody that travels – you know, and caravans, they, they tend to do it a lot in the summer months. Uh, and obviously if you're up north, then you can do it all year round. And so there is a lot of water and a lot of swimming going on. Like my girls haven't had swimming lessons and they haven't needed them because they get so much from just when we're away, when we're in the van. Okay. It all comes naturally. Excellent. All right. Now, my one of my favourite subjects this is cooking okay. tips. I enjoy oh, a good cooking. feed. Um, and I know there's lots of good recipes out there, but sometimes it can be a bit tricky with feeding the kids when you're travelling. You got any got any special yep. tips there? Yeah, so we we prepare we pre prepare so much of our meals, and we always make sure that we're on the road, whether it's you know a weekend away or whether it's you know four weeks, five weeks at a time, uh, that we are well prepared because 
after a big day of traveling and a big day of adventure, the last thing that I want to do personally is cook. And the last thing you want to be stuck with is that whole five o'clock, oh my gosh, what are, what, what are we what are we eating kind of thing. And I just find those quick and easy meals that you know that your kids are going to like just make for a more enjoyable time. Um, the last thing you want to do is be fighting with your kids because you're trying to feed them something that they that they possibly don't don't like. Uh, so for us, and it's you know it's a personal preference. Some people love to do the big cook up when they're when they're caravanning and camping, uh, but for us, especially if we're on a family holiday, we will pre-prepare most of our meals. So we had four weeks in Tassie. I pre-prepared nineteen meals. So nineteen dinners were all flat packed, vacuum sealed, and filed away, as I like to put it in our freezer. Filed, I'll, uh, filed so away. I like that. I, I like that. <laughs> Because when you freeze them flat, they just they don't take hardly any time to thaw out. So it's a lot it's a lot easier when you're on the road, and a lot easier to get m- the most amount of um, storage space out of your freezer. And then yeah, we just pull one out and put it in the sink in the in the in the caravan, and then by that stage at night. So that that'd be things like you know taco mince already pre prepared, uh, you know honey honey mustard chicken, and then all we have to do is like add the rice. Uh, you know, sausages, chops and hamburgers and all those things, just all neatly ready to go. A lot of spaghetti bolognese sauce, um, just all those easy one-pot dinner things. But we do a lot of wraps. So wraps for us are a big thing, so for lunch and for dinner, because wraps obviously don't take up any room. So we just fill our microwave with (laughs) with wraps. And so instead of bread, which is bulky, your wraps last a lot longer um, they stay fresh a lot longer and, yeah, they can be used for everything. So whether you're doing like a souvlaki-style dinner or whether you're doing, you know, taco-style wraps or burritos and then obviously at lunches, you know, even just a Vegemite wrap thrown in the back of a backpack when you go hiking, <laughs> too easy. <laughs> but, yeah, so then on the other side of that, you know, there's a lot of um, salads and a lot of things like that. But the camp oven cooking and do you use a cast iron? Do you do that when you're out, Shane? Funny enough, I'm I'm not a cast iron cook. I tend to use, uh, when I get relegated to the kitchen, I tend to be a bit of a a Weber barbecue type guy. Uh, And, you know, occasionally when we're not doing the sort of meals that you've just talked about, you know, we might get a small leg of pork or something like that and pop it in and roast it up. And it's amazing what you can do on in a Weber or a Ziggy. Uh, I mean, that's your oven. That's, I mean... We've u- we used our oven in Cooper Pedy, when was that, three or four years ago, and it took us 45 minutes to heat up a pizza. We bought a frozen pizza from the supermarket, and that is the only time we've ever used our oven. So now our oven is used, obviously, for storage. So we, you know, chips and dry biscuits and <laughs> boxes of things, that's what our oven's stored for. But the barbecue now with the hoods, that's, that's yeah, your yeah, oven. they're great for making pizzas, as you said. You can- yeah, you can bake cakes in there. You can do every like you can do a lot of people. But for us also, we don't take a lot of stuff with us, so we pack really, really light. So we don't have a pantry filled with like you know your flour and your spice, all those sorts of things that you would have in your kitchen at home. We don't take any of that with us. But then if you were lapping full time, I guess you would have a full pantry where you would do a lot more baking and cooking. But for us, um, with our short holiday trips, yeah, the last thing I want to do is cook. Yes, I. <laughs> I've, I've heard that myself a few times from from Jody. So yeah, I, I can relate to that. But you're right, the, and and this is another thing too that I've I've come across uh, with with being on the road for over twenty years is that the 
those that haven't experienced it yet have this this mindset of, well, what what do you eat? It's like the, yeah, you know, exactly. they think you sort of you pull open a can of baked beans and sit there and eat a cold, cold can of baked beans. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes think we eat better when we're on the road than we do when we're at home. Oh. We certainly do, and that's that is a hundred percent for sure for us as well. We 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 do, and it's so easy. Like it's so easy to do a salad. It's so easy to wrap some spuds in some foil and throw them in the fire, and then you know, like us the other weekend, dig a hole. There you go. There was a, a beautiful lamb roast that came out of that hole. Uh, so yeah, so there is there are. It's very easy to cook, and I mean, I know that a lot of people get sick of barbecues, but then we just mix that up with you know with a one pot you know, casserole or with a spag bowl or with something That's along right. those lines. Um, yeah, so sausages and bread, I mean, best meal ever. <laughs> well, guess what I'm having for lunch today? Sausages yep. <laughs> I've been missing them. <laughs> <laughs> and other things like scrambled eggs and, you know, frittatas, those sorts of things, but it all depends on what your family like as well. We've got very good eaters, so our girls like to, you know, they'll just they'll eat what they're given. So we're pretty lucky. I know one thing that we do with potatoes is if if I'm cooking some meat on the barbecue, say, Jodie will pop yep. some spuds into the microwave and sort of par cook them, and then she'll slice them into you know a couple of mil thick slices, and then I just pop them on the barbecue plate Whack them and just barbie. sort of. Cook them both sides. It just sort of crisps them up and browns them a bit, and oh, geez, they go down well. Yeah, yeah, and you can do that with yeah. like zucchini and capsicum. Yeah. All your veggies can go on the barbie. Right. Barbie, yeah. So then it comes down to storage. So with a lot of you know your fresh food, like your veggies and all those sorts of things, take up a lot of room in your fridge. And my husband often will say, "Well, as long as it's oh. room for beer, if you can oh. if you can fit in the veggies, then you you've, know, you've, go you've for got it. to keep your liquid vitamin intake up." <laughs> and we certainly do that when we're away. Gosh, happy hour. Gosh, could, could be the end of us. <laughs> I think happy hour is probably about the best part of the day sometimes. Oh, it's just hard when you're away. Like for five, like the longest we've been away has been five weeks at a time. And when it's happy hour nearly every night, it's it's bizarre. And, like, we've, we obviously speak to a lot of families that are on the road full time and they find that as well. So they'll pull up at a spot and they'll meet other families and then, of course, they want to have, you know gets to good and happy hour and they pull out the, the cheese and dip and nibbles and then the next night they'll meet another family and then, hey, happy hour. <laughs> but so, you're right. But that is one of the other good things about uh, the lifestyle and being on the road is the fact that you make so many more new friends oh, and, and so forth. Yeah. I mean, some of this industry has, has brought to us friendships that will last a lifetime. Like we've met so many amazing people through the industry and also through travelling that we could never have dreamed, you know, five years ago that we would we would be in this position and we would be, you know, around um, this type of people. And everyone feels the same and thinks the same. Like they all, we're all doing it for the same reason. We're all doing it to spend more time with our families and we're all doing it to see this amazing, you know, country that we live in. So it's we're all like-minded people who are all out there doing the same thing. It's, you know, how could you not Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and yeah. it's always good to pick up new tips or new places that are just not just yeah. down the road that you didn't know about, and you can go back and have a look at them. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So now that we're we're both thoroughly enjoying this lifestyle, um, <laughs> there must be times when the kids don't want to do their journals, 
they don't really feel like going for a bike ride or, or going exploring. Yeah. And it might be even when we're going from point A to point B to the next town for, a, for t- tonight's stay. Yeah. Sometimes kids can be demanding when it comes to being entertained. Got any tips there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank God for, you know, DVD players and iPads. And we're, we're, very, we're not very – we restrict our kids when it comes to their tech. So at home we have a no tech rule from five to seven. Um, so we sit down, have a dinner, have dinner as a family, all that kind of thing. Uh, and if we're out or if we're away, then they don't have tech during the day unless we're in the car. So those big, long car trips, if they want to watch a movie or if they want to play some games on their iPad, then go for it because as soon as we get out of the car, then those devices get turned off. Uh, back in, obviously, we still do all the old school stuff that I used to do as a kid when, you know, with I my spy family. with so my we, little eye. Yeah, I spy and we sing songs and we play Spoto and we play all those sorts of games and we listen to a lot of music. Both of um, our girls are really into singing and and and. That can, you know, that can take up a whole heap of time. I remember we did a seventeen-hour dr- day drive day, wow. which is pretty crazy. We've got two kids, and I think that for about two hours they sat in the back seat and they had their hands next to their ears, calling each other. It was random. It was so hilarious. It was like bring, 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 and then you know, Kate'd say hello. Oh hi, it's Ashley, and they'd back and forth, back and forth, just making up all these stories and. Oh, it was, yeah, so much fun. But I think that when giving giving the kids the opportunity to use their imaginations and, and, and get through that boredom is really important. And we've done that since our girls were really young. So they can, they get through those moments of boredom really, really well. But I mean, I've got friends that have got kids that if they don't have a device or if they don't have TV or something around them, then they don't know what to do at all. Whereas, you know, our girls will, you know, they'll grab a ball and they'll go outside and, you know, they play catch with the awning. So when the awning's out, they'll throw a ball up and then just, where's it going to come? Where's it going to come down? <laughs> and they play catch with the awning. That's one of their favourite games. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe I'm painting a picture of our kids are pretty crazy. But <laughs> no, they're not crazy. They're just kids. They have, they have a good time. So, yeah, so entertain. I mean, sticks. We Okay, so standard um, additions to our caravan that never leave our caravan are a ream of paper glue sticks and scissors. So what you can do with glue stick, scissors and a ream of paper is unbelievable. Then you've also got we collect all the flyers and the brochures and everything from all the places we go and visit. So cut and pasting, decoupage, making posters, things like that. And then the girls are really into origami at the moment, so we'll get that paper out and they'll do paper planes or origami, we'll make cranes and all those sort of things. And the glue and the scissors, they don't take up any room. So when you've got access to all of those flyers and brochures, it's amazing what you can create with them. So that's pretty that's pretty handy. They don't leave. And then all we take with us is one or two board games, uh, which is usually Trouble and Mastermind, and they're, they're, they're their favourite games in the van. And then we they have their balls, uh, so a big bouncy ball, which they play, you know, catch with the awning. And then we have some down balls because they love playing down ball. And that's just – and then colouring in. So pens and pencils and colouring in, and that's pretty much all we take. Oh, I love a good word search. 
<laughs> yeah, they're activity games, yeah. And they have all that in the in the car. But I remember the first time we went away, we packed so much stuff. So we had like three drawers in the caravan filled with toys. And we got back from that holiday and they hadn't used any of it. And every trip we get, every trip that we do, even now, gets less and less and less. So to the point now where the van has got hardly nothing in it because we've just found we don't need it because we're, you know, seeing amazing things and we're always out and about during the day. And even on the quiet times, uh, we'll just kick back and, you know, they'll draw pictures or do sandcastles or do something like that in the dirt or at the beach. And, they, you know, they'll read a book and I don't know. It's just, yeah, they get through the boredom pretty easily now. Well, thanks, Adele. It's been great chatting with you about travelling on the road with kids. I'm sure that we've picked up lots of tips and tricks out there. I'm oh, sure yeah. there's a lot more we could talk about. So thanks for your time, and I'm hoping to, that you'll be uh, happy to come back on again in, in the not-too-distant future yeah, and we, sure. we can share some more tips and thoughts and ideas for families out there. Yeah, fantastic. Can't wait, Shane. Thank you so much. Okay, for bye. Me. Bye. So with the Queensland Caravan and Camping Show just wrapping up, I took the opportunity to catch up with a few people whilst I was there, and we'll be featuring a few of these in upcoming episodes. But if you wanted to go to Western Australia and visit the Kimberleys, perhaps this is for you, a cruise on Odyssey Expeditions. I chat with the owner, Eddie. Hey, Eddie, how are you going? Yeah, good, Shane. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. So tell us about your, your boat, the Odyssey. The Odyssey, yes. So I've uh, been operating this for the last 10 years. Um, it's going really well. I've been putting a lot of time into it, and we do a lot of different trips. We do a range of packages as well, so that, which is all in uh, working really well for us. It started out in Broome. We do a nine-day cruise to the Mitchell Plateau. Uh, we do a 14-day cruise from Broome to Wyndham. We also do a 10-day cruise from Fremantle to Broome. We do packages put together from Fremantle all the way to Wyndham, which is a 27-day cruise with some accommodation in the middle, and that's a return flight back to Perth. Uh, so there's various different things that we, that we do on, on, on board, and all our tours are uh, all-inclusive um, to what we do on, on the vessel. So, you know, things from fishing to mud crabbing, swimming. We go to waterfalls, scenic sites, history, Aboriginal art, <coughs> We did a speedboat ride through the Horizontal Falls as well. Oh, wow, the Horizontal Falls, eh? Yeah, <clears throat> that's everyone's uh, bucket list, uh, that uh, Horizontal Falls. It's well documented and it's, uh, it's a great uh, thrill ride through there. Our nine-day cruises, we also throw in a helicopter flight over the Mitchell Falls. Oh, and, wow, that, that'd be spectacular. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it saves them from driving up and, and seeing that. So it's, it's really good. And also um, do a scenic flight over the Kimberley Coast. Um, on your return trip back to Broome. So on your nine-day cruise, you cruise up and fly back. So well, you certainly put a really good package together by the sounds of it, Eddie. That is really popular, that one there, because it has all the elements there. You've got the hully, the flights, the horizontal falls, all your, all your other tours and that. So it just gives you a, a, everything, just a bit of everything of the Kimberley. It's brilliant. Okay. So how many are allowed on the boat at a time? Now, we do a maximum of 20 people only on the boat. So, um, yeah, which is really good. Um, and you get a lot of the uh, semi-retirees, retirees on board. So um, so we, we cater for them and um, they have an absolute great time. Okay, so with 
with obviously the food on board. Have you, you got a bit of a cook or a chef? What, what's the go? We have a chef on board. Absolutely brilliant. He's been with us quite a few years now. I mean, he does a range of uh, different meals from, you know, all the all the type of proteins and anything that we catch, we uh, consume on board as well. So any mud crabs, sometimes we do some oyster in as well and uh, any fish as well. So it's all there. So the tucker is really good there tucker, as well. Mate, tucker is really, really good. And uh, he will cater for any dietary requirements as well, So, which is really good. Okay. So what about a, a tender? Do you have a tender for the boat? Yes, we have two five-metre tinnies that we'll, we can go barra fishing in. Um, oh, and, I love my barra fishing. Yeah. Mate, that's, that, well, that's everyone's uh, goal to go out there and catch a barra. And, um, and then from there, we also got a 12-metre tender. Now, this 12-metre tender is exclusive to us in the Kimberley. Nobody's got one of these, which is really great because it has shade. It has a toilet on board. It's got all cushion seating. It's got easier access off the front, the side, the rear. And we just tie it behind our main vessel, Odyssey. Five star by the sounds of it. Mate, it's five star without the five star price. That's the good thing about it. All right, now, just talking about fishing and going out and catching that elusive barra, what about fishing gear? Have I got to bring my own? No, you don't have to. You can if you like, but we've got about a dozen rods on board. So, um, and lures and, and so forth. But, you know, when these keen fishermen are there, they've got that certain lure that they want to bring with them, that's fine. That's not a problem. And they want to bring a ball, a um, rod, no, not a problem at all. Okay, so what are, what are your cabin fi- configurations on board? So all our cabins, we've got 10 cabins on board, and they're all uh, two per cabin. So we've got six deluxe cabins, which actually have a queen bed. So they're quite spacious cabins. Uh, um, they're all um, air-conditioned, self-controlled, and we also have our four classic cabins. Now, these are single beds in those, so they're just like kin single beds. So they're side-by-side bunks, if you could put it that way. Okay. Yep. Excellent. All right. Have you got a special deal by any chance for our listeners? Shane, if I started talking about special deals, I probably wouldn't finish uh, this interview because uh, we've got lots on okay. all the time. We've got many deals happening all the time. I love deals as a person. When I go out shopping and that, oh, I love to get a deal. So I give out a lot of deals to people. Um, so everyone loves a deal, and we have a database um, that uh, I uh, do deals about every month, and I'll send it out to any last-minute deals and send it out to them. You'll get a couple of deals that are on our website, but the real special ones are on our email database. Okay, so how do we get onto your email database? Come on. Uh, well, look, first of all, our email address is info at odysseyexpeditions.com.au. Uh, we've also got our website, which is uh, www.odysseyexpeditions.com.au. You can put an inquiry in there as well, or you can just give us a call on 0428-382-505, sorry. And my wife, Ronnie, won't answer that. So whenever you're ringing up, you're talking to the same person all the time. Excellent. Okay. Now, Eddie, if someone's interested who's travelling with their caravan or their motorhome travelling around Australia to do one of your cruises... Shane, what we've got in Broome is our depot, a secure facility that they can actually come in with their car and caravan or camper, whatever they got, motorhome, hook up the power, leave it on power while they cruise around with us up in the Kimberley, and then when they're finished, come back and uh, pick it up and away they go. No extra cost at all. So that's, that's included... For anybody who goes on one of your cruises? Absolutely. If they book direct with us, they'll get that that uh, extra value added into the package. Fantastic. That's really great, Eddie. Well, 
I look forward to catching up with you next time we're over in WA. No worries, mate. We'll have to come on the boat and uh, have a bit of a gander. Sounds, sounds like a plan. All right. Great. Thanks for your time, Eddie. And uh, there you got it, folks. You need to do some serious enjoying the great area of Western Australia on the coastline cruising. Odyssey's your answer. We'll have links and everything, obviously, in our notes on the podcast and on the website, adventuresontheroad.com.au. Until next time, Eddie, behave yourself. I'll try. You too, Shane. Okay, mate. Bye for now. See ya. So here is a peek into the next episode. Our major segment will be about a great Warwick institution, the Jumpers and Jazz Festival, on between the 18th and 28th of July. The festival is in its 16th year. It's a 10-day annual art and jazz music festival with a program that reflects current craft trends, textile art, a grand automobile display and incredible local produce, followed with country hospitality in the town of Warwick, Queensland. Supported by performances from some of Queensland's most popular jazz and swing musicians, the festival offers a balance of free and paid activities, making it possible to enjoy a fantastic time on almost any budget. So if you've never been and want to know more, find out all the details in our next episode out on the 1st of July. If you would like to receive the On The Road magazine or any of their other publications, visit their website, ontheroadmagazine.com.au to subscribe. Please also visit our Adventures On The Road Facebook page and check out the website, adventuresontheroad.com.au for more information and a list of our sponsors. Now let's talk The Quick Cooker, proudly brought to you by Thermal Cookware. G'day Shane, this one's pretty easy this episode. Football prawns and you don't even need a wok, just three thick layers of foil sprayed with a non-stick oil. So on your foil, spread your serve of shelled green prawns, whisk up in a jar or a bowl one tablespoon of sweet chilli sauce and a couple of tablespoons of cream. Pour it straight onto the prawns. Fold into a tight scrunched oval shape and put it on the grill. Barbecue until the top puffs right up just like a football. Usually takes two to three minutes depending on the number of prawns. Serve your prawns on a salad and drizzle with the leftover juice. That's of course if they make the plate. Enjoy. Well, that's it for this episode. For more information or to subscribe to On The Road Magazine, visit the website ontheroadmagazine.com.au. Check out adventuresontheroad.com.au as well. And until next time, I'm Shane. Have a safe journey.